Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Well, hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Create More podcast with me, Ben Stewart. 20 episodes, eh? Who'd have thunk it? Well... For our 20th anniversary, uh, I've got a special two-parter for you. Um, It's with a director called Will Nash, who is also now a full-blown friend. And uh, we actually got to know him. um, He's he's just done another short film, which he... um, funded on Indiegogo and uh, I got to know him because one of my friends, Mr. Christopher Hartle, he, uh, he's an architecture friend and at Make we have laser cutters. So for the intro of or the credit sequence at the beginning of the Will Nash's uh, somatic film, they uh, came to Make and they did the laser cutting and they kind of built it all there and if any of you have laser cut before, you'll know that it is a slow process. So while uh, dude, uh, sorry, Chris massively underestimated how long it would take to uh, laser cut some stuff, me and Will Nash got to talking and uh, I've made no, uh, you know, no secret of the fact that, uh, you know, one of my dreams would be to movie director. Um, So part of this podcast and the create more sequence is finding out that these jobs are way more complicated than I thought they'd be so uh, Will was the perfect person to interview so he he's same age as me he's done he's done quite a few short films actually you should check him out on uh, on Twitter uh, at Will Nash and uh, you should also check out his film which is uh, Somatic um, which the trailer's just come out for so it's uh, at Somatic Film so S-O-M-A-T-I-C Film and sorry his Twitter is at Willy Willy Nash uh, so you should go and check it out because it's brilliant and I started watching it and got really inspired I was like oh this is amazing like was just the same age as me he's doing short films well, I, I've always dreamed of doing a music video I should do a music video how hard can it be um, well you'll find out in this podcast that um little more complicated than uh, than it looks um I guess what I fell for and what uh, is a massive uh, compliment to Will is that it looks so good, it's essentially seamless and I don't notice all the things that go on uh, behind the scenes, of which there are tons. So I massive love films and we have a full-on geek out in part one just about what films we like, uh, about how Will got into films, um, his whole kind of, I guess, progression to go in there. I mean, a big question for me is always, I always imagine if you're an 18-year-old, you just come out of secondary school or A-levels, uh, you don't know what the hell you want to do with your life, you should definitely listen to this podcast and in doing so, be inspired to go and like um, do other things and like movie directors, computer game designers, architects, you know, these are all things that are uh, really cool to get into. So we talk all about how he got there. So, um, you know, he's worked on loads and loads of films, like really cool films as like, uh, you know, he started as a, <clears throat> he started on his like start at the bottom rung and just kind of worked his way up. He's been the sound department, assistant director, second unit director, um, uh, electrical departments, um, made the tea, sure. Uh, but it's given him such an amazing kind of background of how to do this. So he's now on full blown films and Man, he talks about using a camera, a uh, video camera, worth £100,000. Didn't even know when that expensive existed. So it uh, shows you how little I know about the film industry. So part one uh, is all about how we'll started. And then part two, uh, the beginning of part two is literally just about what everyone does in a film set, which genuinely had no idea how little I knew about this. Uh, so I was, as I said, massive film nerd. One of the whole basis for this podcast is all background, you know, behind the scenes, making of... And I still didn't actually know what director of photography does, a cinematographer does. Uh, I didn't know what a gaffer does. Um, so yeah, I felt a bit stupid. So uh, you should definitely listen to this podcast and then subscribe. That would be really helpful, either on Acast or SoundCloud or iTunes. Subscribing really helps. And leave a review if you enjoyed it. Uh, and then I'm going to release, uh, this is episode 20, part one, which will go out uh, tonight at midnight. 
Uh, and then the next episode, I think I'm just going to release uh, tomorrow before lunch. Uh, I won't. I said in the podcast to do it on Friday, but I have them back to back. So um, you can go to work with a podcast and then come home with another podcast. Uh, but it's wicked and uh, I really, really hope you enjoy it. Bye bye. my voice back in my ears like this well this is why okay so the reason i bought this was because it gives you real-time mm. headphone feedback and as i said in the making of yeah. when you hear your own voice you do kind of zone out a little bit yeah um i'm gonna read the phone book to yeah. myself now i know it sounds so bassy <laughs> so the closer it is the more the more, more dong like it is towards you yeah uh there you go so right, nice, it's good. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna go straight into it. So uh, I'm joined here with Will Nash, and uh, I think I've got a feeling that this podcast is gonna. I'm gonna wave on Ashy random questions. So why don't to retain some sort of narrative? Yes. This will be from you starting leaving secondary school to to where you are now, and we will meander uh-huh. through there because okay. I did I did one. My, uh, um, creative designer from a computer games company and uh, yes. we did the same thing yeah, yeah. and uh, loads of people really liked it that so, was really um, cool I got to the end of that podcast yes and hashtagged it yeah my um, friend was like you have to stop saying people will listen to the end you don't need to keep saying listen to the end I'm like well I don't know it was good though because like it was kind of like like a weekly episode or something from one single podcast yeah 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 it was uh, it was binge binge listening yeah, yeah. on one podcast so um, first of all I want to ask you you were on a podcast last week or a week yes. before, uh, two weeks, three weeks ago. It must have been three weeks because it's been um, Don's La Castablanca, which is a mix of French and Spanish for you there. Okay. Um, yeah, I was there for a week, so it was a week before that. So you met <clears throat> the cool dude from Predator. Did you meet him or talk to him? I, I, I got to say hi to Bill Duke from Predator. Nice. That was it. Because <laughs> he was he was on the first section of that podcast. Uh, he's doing a new film about some boxers and... They're all really excited about it. And I don't know much about boxing. Like, I know when everyone goes, oh, the, the fight's on, and everyone's going to stay up till four in the morning to watch it. I'm yeah. like, that's cool. Like, <laughs> yay. Yay. Rocky. So but <laughs> where was it recorded then? So that was recorded in Canada. And then I was live linked up through uh, a um, Skype. Call. You were doing a Skype podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So you didn't you didn't meet him face to face. No. You did get to talk to him, though. But it would have been cool if, like, it did was a video hey. Skype as well. <laughs> I did, kind of went, hi, Bill. <laughs> And he was like, oh, hi, yeah. And that was it. Because then the the presenter was then, I think, probably worried that I might geek out. And was like, right, we're going to play a song now. Yeah, and then you're we'll like, get do, do the it. thing from Brothers, do the quote Yeah, yeah do it, man. <laughs> and why are you shaving the whole time? Yeah. Like, answer it. It's a great piece of suspense making, though, yeah, yeah. when it breaks. Yeah. I think I was watching, because Brothers has just come on Netflix. And, uh, and I was watching it thinking, it's kind of got, if you had to build suspense without actually showing anything, they they've kind of that and Jaws have kind yeah. of they've they've mastered every single non yeah. non visible th- yeah. suspense thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there, but you don't see him. Yeah, like, exactly. The whole so, movie, especially Predator, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's just over there. Yeah, just and keep looking over. Just there. looking into trees. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so it's... what were you doing on that podcast then? Um, so that, you promoting. I was yeah, kind of a bit shameless promoting. That's again, that's which what is it's all nice. about, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd been on it uh, before Christmas with uh, my first short film that I did had a chat with them about that um, and they quite liked it and then I thought well I've been which film's this? this was for Ice Cream okay yeah um, which was only two minutes ish Um, and then after we finished the new one Somatic uh, I just got in touch with Casey again and said hey uh, you want to shamelessly promote me again (laughs) but also like let me be on another podcast how how does just jumping straight into it yeah so so with the Ice Cream film that that's um is that like your first proper film, like your own film, basically? So you, because you've yeah. done a few. But I, I was looking at a Vimeo thing today, yeah, and uh, and obviously last week, when we were watching, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but this was your was that the first one that you wrote and directed yourself? Uh, so that was a, a kind of, it was, yeah, it was a joint venture with uh, an old friend of mine, Rianne and Edwards, who so we met at the Telegraph newspaper when I was working with them making video content. So if there was ever a big editorial piece, they'd want some videos, we'd go and make it. She was a journalist at the Telegraph um, and would then constantly get brought on 
to come and uh, produce some of their videos um, and in some cases when they weren't getting run so well because they got a bit of a reputation for it uh, <laughs> which is all fine now like I think they've all they've had a big turnaround uh, and fixed it all up but uh, so she'd get brought on and basically fix the shoots a lot of the time as well and we used to sit there and kind of moan at our lunch breaks of like we should be making our stuff or like yeah. our own stuff and like come on we like, can do this yeah like we're making a video about like <coughs> farming carrots and stuff like we can make something more interesting <coughs> about it. I, I think it, it's like to me that's the perfect test bed to learn stuff though isn't it yeah. like to, to be in an environment where you think you can do better than the person that's above yeah. you that's like the best that's yeah. the best type of training isn't yeah. it you're like I can do this I can do this come let's on. get on with it sod the carrots yeah exactly so we um so yeah, then we met up a few times uh, outside of work to kind of discuss different ideas. Uh, I had, so we, we both came along with our own ideas. My idea was what is now somatic, um, but um, I wanted to do it in like a two minute short burst. Mm. Um, Virgin Media used to do the short films competition, which was it had to be two minutes long, finish on, on the two minute mark. If it's a second over or under, you get kicked out sort of thing. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to do this story of yeah. you know what I did and she had a great story as well and then instead of us picking a story we thought let's start from scratch because both of our stories had like a nostalgic feel to them so we then came around the idea of uh, the ice cream man and what it'd be like when in the 90s when the ice cream man would come along and you know sometimes your dad would tell you if it, the song's playing he's out of ice creams as a kid you've never run so hard than when the yeah, ice cream man exactly <laughs> trying to like rummage through that drawer in the kitchen to find change yeah, or like oh your mum's purse quickly and just run out and get ice creams and so we, we, we kind of came together with all these ideas and then Rihanna wrote the actual script. Um, yeah, and then we just got a team of people together that we knew from work as well. We kind of didn't want to go down the route of, like in the nicest way, not use friends who are interested in making films, but because we work in the industry. Yeah. Let's actually use people that we are friendly with. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's because <coughs> the I did the first podcast of this series with Wooden Overcoats and they did like a, it's like a radio comedy show, but... For, on podcasts but they did yeah. it exactly the same way they knew lots of people they worked at the BBC and stuff and they were like well why don't we just for free get yeah. three days of people's time yeah and then is that is that how, how yeah how yeah similar thing I just thought let's just get people in that we know we got the the uh, camera equipment that we used was from a company 24-7 that um, I've known for years since I was a camera trainee um, and they just said look if you need camera equipment just buy the insurance and we'll give you the kit for free and you can go off and we'll give you loads of stuff and you can make some stuff with it. How much is the insurance alone for like a three minute? How long was the shoot? A day, so two days, three that days? Was, that was two days. Yeah, so that was over a weekend. Um, that was, Yeah, so that was actually longer to shoot than somatic. Mm. Somatic's nine minutes and this was two minutes, but it's bonkers how... I can't. I still can't get my head around that. But um, well, I guess as your confidence grows, the kind of takes. Uh, there's less chopping around. You're yeah. more confident in the takes, and you set stuff up. But. Yeah, I think in the um, definitely with the with the recent one, mainly because we had eight hours in the location we were in, and it was like a hundred and stupid pounds an hour while we were there and it was like we kind of need to get on and do this yeah. so it was kind of forced into that whereas yeah with ice cream it was just a two day shoot um, and they gave us uh, cinematic cameras that we used so we were using the uh, Alexa um, no we were using the Aria Mira which is like their doc, like this documentary cinema camera that yeah. people have started using and it's fantastic um, but it's, th it's sort of the cameras that I would use on a shoot when I'm working as a camera assistant anyway. So we These are mega cameras, right? These, these are, Yeah, these are like... Without, yeah. I don't want to sound <laughs> too naive here, no. but like um, we did some uh, marketing promotional footage right, yeah. for, for one of our buildings and we got these guys, they had your drones and everything, mm. but the actual camera they were using was like a Sony handheld camera. And oh, they okay. were saying, actually, yeah, yeah. The, fo the 4K footage out of it is so good. Yeah. Oh, like probably the Sony A7 or something. Yeah. And yeah. it was tiny, but yeah. it's it's a stills camera, yeah. but it's they were using it to film. And they were yeah. like, well, so, and that's an expensive camera, but it's yeah. not super expensive. Yeah. Like, it's something that I would go, oh, do you know, maybe if I got a bonus, maybe I'd treat maybe myself. You treat yourself. Yeah, but yeah. these ones you're talking about are mega expensive. Yeah. Though. I mean, the, so one of the car expensive no, shitty Ford more. Focus <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the one of the main digital big cameras at the moment so there's a company called Red and there's a company called uh, Ari Ari do lights and cameras and lots of various other beautiful things um, their main big digital camera range is the Alexa and I think the body of that is probably about 80 grand 80 grand yeah. just for the body for the body yeah yeah and then lenses starting at 10 grand each 
for like a fixed focal length lens. Depending what you do. Christ. So it's kind of <laughs> wow. And do you, I mean, are they they're they're required for what you're doing. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't you couldn't like. Uh, like color grade the crap out of some like four like it's basic 4k stuff really or does it you can tell that someone's done it cheaply well like uh well i mean with the the uh, when the alexa first came out it couldn't shoot 4k anyway but the dynamic range that was on that camera was is it's uh i think it's got like 13 levels of uh dynamic range compared to other cameras some cameras say that they've got the same yeah all like the only thing you're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to explain all the lingo. So, because yeah. I, I know dynamic range is uh, for a f- like a cheap photograph is where you like overlay low, yeah. medium, and high exposure, and then you get these kind of really cool, yeah. hyper unrealistic. So that's, that's yeah. So that that function that you get is pretty much like is that like shooting camera raw? So like yeah. Photo- so you get like a raw flat image uh, when you come out of it, and and then later on you would then go into the color grade and pull out all your colors and make it look even more beautiful. One of the things that I remember when I first used the Alexa as an assistant on a shoot was just the image as a raw image looks beautiful and I was yeah. like why are we going to grade this this looks amazing but obviously you kind of have to because it's so flat it's just you know if you watched a whole film like that you probably would lose interest because I remember you you texting me going oh, I've not finished the film yet we're going to colour grading or yeah. whatever and I was like Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a few three-minute videos yeah, on yeah, Premiere yeah. Pro. Can't yeah. take that long. Yeah. But I guess it's because you're trying to match the match the lighting. You know, the sun's different at yeah. different times and stuff. Um, yeah. So, like with, with the start of Somatic, uh, this, the opening shot is a jeep driving down a, a driveway, mm. and then uh, the next shot is the big wide shot of the house. Um, there's like an hour between that happening, and at that time in the morning, an hour is a huge amount of difference yeah. in the sun moving and also moving location. So. Um, that was when the color grade particularly came in because you've it, like time like in film wise with the timing of it that moment's literally a few seconds after it whereas it, in real life it was yeah. like an hour an hour and a half difference and so you've then got to try and match it all up and also if you're trying to catch the perfect light oh it's, it's sunny everyone yeah. outside go film exactly. this yeah, yeah. it's not you're like flat later you're it's like, kind of that's a constant battle I think we're filming is um oh excuse me it's all that tea um <laughs> <laughs> Because I, because I think uh, one of the fun things about doing the podcast is there's loads of jobs that I wish I could do, yeah, and, and want to do, yeah, and then I see the product that people produce and I'm like, yeah, that looks manageable, yeah, and then I do the podcast and I'm like, ah, oh, it's really hard, yeah. <laughs> like it was like yeah. with Scooby's Pit with his podcast, I was yeah. like, I can do a podcast, and then found out he did a radio show, yeah, and then I listened to the Wooden Overcoats podcast and I was like. That's, that sounds just like what we're doing right now. Yeah. It can't be that hard. And yeah, then you yeah. see they've got like a recording studio room. They've got mixers. Yeah. And then you understand. Ah. Like the next level of. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then I was expecting you to go, yeah, the camera's a couple of grand. And you're like, yeah. it's £100,000 worth yeah, the camera yeah. equipment. I'm like. Just, you know, you're just in the pocket. Because I, I literally, I saw your, yeah, somatic, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and I saw that and it's so, it looks so nice. Yeah. That oh, I, but <laughs> not knowing what you did to do that, yeah. I was like. And it's only three minutes or eight. How long is it again? Uh, in, including the really nice credit section at the end. <laughs> it's nine minutes. Nine and the minutes. Title sequence as well. That and was I, was like, I was like, I how you know? I could, I could be, I could do a film. Mm. Come on, yeah. I'll, I'll do a three-minute film. Yeah. And then, and then suddenly hearing you talk, I'm like, yeah, the logistics. It's kind, of, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've always, when I was younger, I was just watching films and thinking, oh, how hard can it be? And I think even one of the first things I tried to shoot when I was at college was uh, with Chris, and uh, it was just there was a, a there was a song about a fish. I can't remember what it was on. It was like some old hip hop album, uh, and he just repeats the word fish over and over again. So I just like started filming loads of fish, and yeah. uh, there's a, an old man who talks halfway through the song. So I dressed my younger brother up as an old man and got him to try and lip sync stuff, and that was really hard to do because I yeah. think he was like 11 at the time and wasn't interested was more interested in striking around the room just as an old man and yeah. I was like no you've got to do these pieces the cameras and after making that I was like it's actually really hard to make stuff like really hard yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I started editing it and I was like this looks awful because we'd used like a, co- a camera from college and I was like yeah. why doesn't this look like like you know Ridley Scott's Gladiator that I yeah. saw last week. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why, why is this so hard? So what, I, I will talk more about it later and remind me if I don't remember it, but it's cinematography is 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 a, is a, heart, and a, a part of it I don't understand at yeah. all. But it's funny what you just said because um, 
I uh, did some terrible films yeah. in, in uni. Like, they were awful. I think we did a music video called Wiggers with Attitude to Dead <laughs> Prez. And uh, it's so bad. Yeah. But it, it really kind of highlighted just how hard it was. Yeah. Just trying to get like that. And just the idea of editing yeah. was like, oh, Jesus, it takes ages. Yeah. I just lost interest so quickly. It's like, I'm, I'm slowly getting to love editing more and more. Uh, mm. And you probably end up spending depending on what what the project is, but you probably spend the majority of your time on pre-production and then post-production with the edit. The shoot itself was only like a day yeah. with an extra evening um, that we did. Um, but yeah, and I, I initially when I first, I remember going to like the first edits uh, for Ice Cream, I was like, oh, this will be done really quickly. Yeah. And it wasn't. And I was like, yeah. why is this taking so long? It's like two, two minutes. And it was bonkers. Uh, it was a lot quicker with Somatic. Um, uh, using the same editor again, my friend Nick, and we just kind of try to do as many evenings together as possible. But because he's, you know, he's working full time, I'm working. Yeah, it's trying to. The biggest struggle is finding people's time to kind of piece it all together. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, I mean, there were times where I was just like, oh, I wish this was done now. But then I go back in the next evening and we start editing like another shot from a different scene. Yeah. And I was like, oh, actually, this is this bit's cool now. Yeah. Let's concentrate on that. Um, I mean, I can't watch it anymore now because I've been watching it for four months yeah so I need a break but um, that's another thing it's yeah. uh, it's uh, no I'm going to talk about that a bit because yeah. I'm just I'm just literally wildly going through <laughs> all the things I'm going to talk about but one of the things um, uh, for example with this podcast and yeah. with your with Somatic it's got to a point now where people aren't looking at it as oh it's my mate Willie's made a film yeah yeah it's like you're, you've made a film yeah, it's it, it, it's so good. It's got to the level now where you're you're part of the main playing field now, aren't you? So you, yeah, suddenly, <laughs> <I hope. laughs> yeah. Well, it's because like someone at, I was someone at work was like, yeah, I've stopped listening to your podcast, but you should take that as a compliment. Okay, I was like, he's like, well, I listened. I only listen to five podcasts, yeah, yeah. and sometimes I listen to yours. It would it would have just become oh, as, as like yeah, a. Yeah. It was good enough. It just didn't make. I, why would I listen to you interviewing someone I don't know when yeah, I there's yeah. a podcast with Brad Pitt on or something oh is he yeah, so yeah. He, I was like oh okay yeah. and then suddenly the quality that you had to achieve is so much higher yeah you've got to <laughs> start raising the bar yeah, and everything it's and a proper podcast now yeah and it's a proper yeah, film exactly. now you're yeah, like yeah, oh. yeah. Mm. That's what, yeah and that was one of the things especially with Ice Cream and then with this one as well was um, you know working in film and TV and commercials I was like there's no point me making a short film if I'm going to shoot it on a 5D and I'm going to have friends as actors and we're going to have it in like a really shitty location and yeah. no one really cares and we've got a script that you know like my 16 year old nephew's come and written the script and we're going to make it where it was really yeah. cool. I was like that's all the things that I when I first started out as a runner I ended up working on shoots like that and I'd just be there going wow this industry is rubbish what the, why, why am I here like it's the least inspiring industry yeah and they'd all be there going oh it's going to go to festivals and it's going to do so well and all this and you're there going I'm what no and then I kind of started leaving short films behind me and then you know fortunately getting into the proper stuff but um and then when I started making short films I was like I've become that guy yeah <laughs> but no, I don't it... want to come at it at that angle to everyone I'd be phoning up my friends going I'm doing a short film and they'd be like ah here we go I'd be like but it's me, and they're like, "Oh, okay, cool, that's fine." <laughs> and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm like, I mean, hopefully it will do fairly well in festivals and stuff. But I'm making films because I want to make films. Mm. I'm not making them because we're gonna send it to a festival. It's gonna do really well. Yeah. We've got like Dave from around the corner. He's been acting at Amdram Society for 12 years, and he's really good. Yeah. You know, none of that stuff. I was just like, look, we've got everyone together from work, and uh, I've got actor friends. Let's bring them on. And let's just make something and let's just kind of raise the bar and this yeah. is the direction I want to go to. And they all, I think they all get on board knowing that this is pretty much selfishly all for my benefit. That mm. I want to get into directing. So yeah. I need a back catalogue of work. Uh, so they're all being nice and supportive with it all. And uh, especially when we finished the last one, Somatic, um, you know, I had a lot of them saying, when are we going to make another one? And I was like, oh, that's quite cool to hear. Yeah. Like, I hope you're not just saying that. Yeah. And then I never hear from you again. Um, especially the DOP Tom is just so eager. In fact, he texted me today. He's just come back from uh, a trip around Scotland and Ireland. And he was like, can we just go there and go and film some stuff? Like, can you find a film where we have to go and do that? And I was like, yeah, okay, that'd be cool. Like, we'll find something. <laughs> just as like a, as a random, uh, just as something that always amuses me is when you come up with a storyline or a script or whatever, yep. and you're, you're thinking about what you're on a film. I uh, I was interviewing this guy called Kibway Tavares. Yes, yeah, yeah, 15, yeah. And uh, he was talking about doing a music video with Katy Perry. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, 
as from a, like the CD males, right? Yeah. You must be in the film industry. Yeah. You're imagine if you're like, right? So what do I want to do for the next film? It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a beach film. <laughs> And then you've got like a hot friend, and uh, and, I, and I think you should be in it. What? Yeah. yeah no. 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 Go with me on this. Yeah. Uh, here's the script. I'm naked in it the entire time. <laughs> I know it's. But it's artistic. It's integral to the story. It's yeah. But I, what was I watching? I, it was something with Megan Fox in, and the yeah. only reason she's in there is to be super super hot. Transformers or no? It was it was like <laughs> something to do with being four, turning forty. Anyway, she, the oh, only reason she was in there... She is, isn't she? Yeah. Cause, um, is to be like a real... No, I remember seeing that. and Not that I'm against that. No, no, totally no, no. Totally no. cool with it. But it was such a... Um, <coughs> such... Like, just a curveball on that storyline. Yeah. Like, she's the, the woman who's 40 and Paul Rudd's in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is hilarious. Um, yeah, and then the woman's working in the shop and there's a shop assistant and she's just like... And the other shop assistant's like, I think Megan Fox is stealing clothes. I'm like, why is Megan Fox in this yeah. film? That doesn't make sense. And then she goes over and she goes, you've got fantastic boobs. Do you mind if you film? Megan yeah. Fox is like, yeah, sure. And they're like, hang, hang. And there's probably thousands of men everywhere watching it going, right, yeah, nice. And, you know. I mean, I get why she's in there. Yeah. Because you and watch a trailer like, and you're yeah. like, well, I want to see more the of that. People in the studio are probably like, high five. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> made loads of dudes tune into this film. This is really cool. But I was just like, what? How is that helping the film? But like, if you're an actor and you've been there, you know, Megan Fox, what, what, what do yeah. they want me in the film for? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's really good exposure. No, what, are they, what am I doing? Yeah. They're just going to fill your boobs. Yeah. But like, okay, yeah. can we go again? Cut. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Just one more time. Just <laughs> squeeze it a bit harder. Dorit this time. comes over. So if you could just do them like this. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hold on. Come here. I'll give you an example. You know. It just must be like, that's just, anyway, uh, that was just it amusing. There, me, is, the idea there is massively that side of it. Like, uh, and I kind of feel like nowadays I'm hoping that we're kind of as an industry growing out of all of that. Yeah. I know there's like the huge race issue at the moment as well that people aren't being cast properly and, and you know, not enough female directors going on as well. And I just thought, right, well, like we shouldn't really have these issues. Like yeah. they should have been resolved by now and we should just be carrying on as normal. I know. And it's kind of shocking that all this stuff still goes on. You're like, why? That's why I thought like Star Wars incredible for casting <clears throat> John Boyega. Yeah. As like, yeah, just from what East London or somewhere it yeah. was like to have him like heading up a Star Wars yeah. franchise you're like it's yes. brilliant yeah yeah um, he was good in that actually yeah Daisy Ridley was a bit mm, I thought I actually really liked okay. her yeah. but like but she's very posh English yeah it? in I interviews was like, I was like oh yeah I know super just thought, yeah. yeah yeah but awesome yeah. Anyway, so so right. Sorry, so yeah. I, I'm now going to put some sort of narrative in. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> what I want to ask you. So I think about this a lot. So um, just for my own personal thing. Yeah. When I watched your short film, I was like, I want to be a director. Nice. I can't obviously. But no, that's cool, I also though. for my thirtieth wanted to be a DJ, so yeah, yeah. I, I hired a venue and we have a thirty night DJ nice. for the evening. I was terrible <laughs> and I forgot to press play a few times and everyone booed me. But it's my birthday. <laughs> I do not want. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the same thing. I and I said to Beck. Uh, I think I can do a short film. Well, yeah. I, I, come yeah, yeah. on, Will's yeah. done it. Yeah. Can, yeah. And then, and then the more I watched yours, and I started looking at all the cuts and stuff, I was like, it's actually quite complicated. But what, like, how, like, what, what point did you know or think you want to be a director? Because you know, when you're first starting, you're yeah. like, I want to be a football player. I want to be a director. I want yeah. to be like nine million different things. I think when I was all of them. <laughs> when I was sixteen, I th- I wanted to work in film, and I thought I wanted to be a director. And I wasn't, I wasn't kind of hundred percent sure. Uh, and then, yeah, then as I was growing up, I, uh, I didn't kind of, so I went to an all boys Catholic school, which was lovely. And then we went to college. Yeah. There were girls. A levels just yeah. went out the window. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to a thing. Um, apart from, I realized that art was quite easy to kind of pass. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of conceptual art. You just say stuff and they give you an A and I was like, oh cool, I'll be a conceptual artist. This is cool. Uh, and then I went off to do my foundation art design course. And, uh, oh, you did art and design. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I see. Down in James. Yeah. Lovely Fairham near Southampton, which was, uh, all my friends were at Southampton and I couldn't get in cause I applied like, I didn't realize that you could do this course. And then my yeah. mates were like, we're going to do a foundation course instead of bumming around for a gap. And I was like, whoa, whoa what's this foundation thing? So I applied and I was like, damn, it's too late. And then Ferrum College was around the corner and um, they were like, yeah, just please come. We need students. <laughs> I was like, cool, okay. So I kind of went there, didn't know anyone, so kind of just, you know, moped around a lot. Uh, and then before making my choices for university, like literally, I think like a week before, uh, I discovered their media department upstairs. Um, and I was like, oh, this is where, like, you can just run out a camera and make stuff. Yeah. And I think I'd already sent off, started sending off, no, I'd made my list of uh, universities I was going to do art at. Um, 
and then quickly. So you're going to do art at university. I just thought of Can you do art. film studies at university? Like, as in yeah. direct? I want to be a director. Well, I want to do university. It depends course. on the. Yeah, I've got. Uh, so you I've, do that. I've got a big bit of beef with film studies yeah. at university because depending on what it actually is, the one I did, I think should be shut down. <laughs> wow, glowing review from you. Yeah. Then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, anyway, I'll come back to. But that. I have but, a very <laughs> similar feeling about it as well. But yeah. So you can come. Um, so then, yeah, and then I was like, oh, I, I can study film and like video production and stuff. So then I started applying off to um, universities and colleges that would do uh, that at a degree level. Went to Maidstone for two months to do video production. Uh, the locals weren't nice on the students, so I kind of left. <laughs> a couple of few scrapes and stuff, and I was like, this is really nice. <laughs> so I uh, came back, uh, and then uh, so I was at college in Winchester, and uh, I then looked at the university there, and there was a film course. You had to pick a side subject with it, so I picked psychology because I thought, oh, that seems interesting. You learn about why, you know, people are thinking yeah. stuff. That must and actually be quite interesting. That was more interesting than film studies. Yeah, I thought. Um, what is film studies? What do you so do on film studies? The film study course that I did was pretty much watching films and critiquing them and finding out why directors a hundred years ago would do something. And then like, so as a basic history mm. package and everything, I think that's good. And it's kind of essential to getting into all this. You need to know how, like any industry, it's good to yeah. know how it all started. But for three years, it was just like, ah, oh, come on. And then towards the end of, so the last year, then the practical stuff started happening, but it was a really basic like edit suite that they had and really pants cameras. Yeah. Um, I then since found out that uh, universities like Bournemouth and Farnham do fantastic courses where you get to shoot on Super 16 and like real film stock and I was yeah. like why why didn't we have that at Winchester and they had like industry professionals going to those universities and doing chats with them and uh, trying to get yeah. them onto short films with them or That's on projects yeah. I was like why why are we just like watching films the whole time so from that side of it I did think it was a bit useless because then when I started working as a runner you know, you go and shoot and they'd like, oh, you know, they ask you how you are and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And what do you do? And what have you done? And I'm like, oh, I'm Will and I've got a film studies degree. And they're like, that's great. So I'm going to have tea with milk and one sugar. Yeah. This is Jeff. He wants a black <laughs> coffee. If you go and make that with your film degree. And you're like, like oh, it's not really what I wanted. What a waste of, yeah. And also it was just like being a runner, you've got to do it for like, people do it for quite a long time mm. um, I only did it for two years but I know people who've done it for a lot longer uh, whilst trying to find out what direction they want to go in um, and also trying to build up your career from that point so I did think that it would have been better if I just left yeah. uni and just gone off and done it straight away thank just, you yeah I know I mean I don't think I the thing is you now have the confidence and hindsight to look back yeah. and go Captain God, I wish I'd left yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you. you shouldn't so, have done your film degree <laughs> So I because I was about to say um, uh, learning about what a film directed 100 years ago. Is, yeah. If you just change the word film and put architecture in, it's exactly the yeah. same it's a learning process. Yeah. But like I didn't give a crap about what an architect did 100. I just want yeah. to design right now. Yeah. And I feel without without. So if you filmed something and then they were like, do you know there's a French director 100 years ago who did what you're talking about? And you're yeah. like, oh, well, I'll go back and review it. Now yeah. I've got some context, something yeah. to like fill yeah. my head in. No, exactly. Whereas when you go back, you're like, I, I mean, I guess. I yeah. Really, oh, he's done the clever. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. I, I, we had one lecturer that's really annoying. He's a Welsh fella. Anyone who's listening who went to my university, I think he's still teaching there. He used to wear a white shirt, short sleeve shirt. I won't give his name away. Bright blue trousers, really thin, tall, skinny fella. Just would give a printout of quotes and where these quotes are from and then just like talk at you for two hours mm. and then get in a mood at you that you wouldn't hand in this glowing like written paper afterwards because yeah. you were probably there with matchsticks on your eyelids trying to go oh my god I'm going to pass out in yeah. front of him it was so dull some of those lectures yeah. and it really was killing some of the passion of you know filmmaking um, but yeah I should have just just cracked on with it and I mean it's all hindsight and um, I mean that was part of also as well with the new short film of you know I've always thought about these things if I'd go back and do things yeah. again what would I do differently? And that would be one thing. If I could go back and just be like, hey, Will, it's Will. So um, <laughs> you're at the end of the second year of uni and uh, I think you should just call it a day now. Yeah. Uh, you've met all your friends that you're now friends with. You don't make any new ones in the third year, don't worry. Yeah. They all leave you. And Because uh... I think, you know what you're saying? You're saying there's two alternative film courses that have cool lectures that come in and they yeah. explain stuff, right? So again, uh, I feel that's one of the 
massive benefits, especially being in London, yeah. is that you're constantly around people who are better or vastly better yeah. than you. So you can kind of see a trail of progression. Yeah. Whereas back in the Midlands, yeah. you know, you've got someone who comes in who explains about an industry. Yeah. They're not from the industry yeah, yeah. or they're very Or they wrote a or book bored. about it. Yeah. Or... And they're totally like, yeah. it sounds terrible. They're just totally uncool. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to be like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, that industry's dead to me. Yeah, yeah no, it is. Yeah. It, and it kills the joy of it. It was. Yeah. I uh, I recently been thinking. I I wish I'd studied more of history when I was growing up. Uh, but my history teacher at secondary school was so boring. Yeah. You know, and just had no enthusiasm. Well, I mean, he had enthusiasm for the subject, but like he just never brought that over to us. Yeah. And now as I'm getting older, I'm just like, you know, if I go traveling to a new country or something, I want to know the history of what's yeah. going on. And yeah. I want to know, you know, the food and all this malarkey. I'm just like, damn, I wish I'd like, if I had like a history degree behind me or something, yeah, maybe I'd be better at this. <laughs> but what I like is that uh, it's, it's like, I think there's still so much time to explore and do stuff. It's yeah. like, but the nice thing is, the thing I get so scared of is you you plateau or you hit a dead end. You yeah. can't progress any further yeah, than yeah. that. That's what I hate the idea I, of thinking. I think a lot of people get stuck on that, don't they? Yeah. Like, um, there's a fantastic commercial at the moment with Idris Elba who goes around to different people and says, what do you want to do when you grow up? And there's some people sort of in the early 30s who just go, oh, I don't know, like maybe I still want to be... Uh, like a fireman or something. Yeah, it's like okay, well you're in your thirties, like you can still do it. And then he talks to some, talks to an, uh, a lady and a man in their like sixties, and was like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And they're like, "Well, I am growing up." And they're like, "Well, you're growing all the time." Yeah. So you know, in ten years, you're going to be older and growing up more than you are now. So what do you want to be when you're growing up? And this woman's like, "Oh, I want to play a guitar or something." And he's like, "Okay, cool. Let's sort it out for you." And she's like, "Oh, wow, cool." And they, <laughs> you know, and I, it got me thinking of like, yeah, actually, like, yeah. you know, thirty-two next week. But still can like go in a different direction if I know. And I constantly want to like I love that Steve Jobs like stays what stay stay stupid, stay hungry or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that quote. I I love that idea yeah. because I think you know I said I did that night I DJed. I mean yeah. I was terrible, but yeah. the cool thing is it gave me such a massive bigger respect. Yeah. For anyone making music or DJing, yeah, yeah, and I was able to enjoy music way more. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so much harder than you think. No, it definitely. Is. Yeah, yeah. I think when you start understanding processes of how these things happen. Mm you get more out of it because you probably like, yeah, like with the music thing, you're probably thinking when someone's making music or you listen to music, you're probably thinking, how did that yeah. happen? And uh, you know, I, I also feel like, uh, <clears throat> I'm quite on Spotify is a perfect example. Yeah. And, and I don't like the song skip. Don't like the song skip. Don't yeah. like, so someone's put their heart and soul into that yeah. song and don't like it. Yeah. You've given it no time. Yeah, yeah. And I feel as well, the benefits of Vimeo and these things are amazing. Yeah. But like, you know, you're watching yours and there's like five videos on the side and then yeah. you just, you just fly through them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, people have tried really hard. Yeah. It's and a shame, but it's, it's kind of, I think then that's also a skill in itself is that you've got, what is it? There was some stupid car commercial the other day that was like, people make a decision within six, seven seconds yeah. of seeing something of they want it or not. But I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. put it in the stupid car commercial yeah. and it's like, do you, and I was watching, I think it was Skoda or something. It was like, well, I don't want that Skoda. Yeah. But thanks for advertising yeah, it to there. me. Yeah. Thanks guys. You don't even get my seven seconds. But thanks for that little, uh, <coughs> I mean, I can't even remember what the car commercial is, but I remember that one bit. I mm. mean, that's how successful that campaign was. But um, Damn them. Yeah. But I think there's a, there's a thing with music and films is that you've got a real, especially nowadays, you know, you've almost got like goldfish memory time to yeah, yeah. get people's attention. And in that time, they've got to go, wow, fuck, that's really good. Yeah. I want to, I want to see more, yeah. I listen to more. Well, cause like with yours, I was like, you're like, right, here's the link, go and watch it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to watch this in a dark room yeah. with the headphones as close to my, like on well, my surface is like a 4K screen. Yeah, on. yeah. Just because. Virtual reality headset, just walking around the room. Yeah. <laughs> just bumping into stuff mindlessly. <laughs> but I was like, I want to watch it properly. Yeah. Like when I when I know there's a really good film on, yeah. I hate watching it without headphones on because you're like, are yeah. oh, you missing kind of half the I know scale of yeah, yeah. this noise? I love going to the if I know a film has been, for example, filmed in IMAX, mm. uh, oh, yeah. like the Everest one that was out. That was so good. Yeah, I went to so Greenwich has got a, an IMAX screen, so it's not it's kind of IMAX. Yeah, but um, so I went to that and I made a I made a point of going to that screening yeah. for it. Uh, I didn't watch it in 3D because I didn't want to have a headache. But like, yeah, I made a point and it was just amazing. The landscapes on that yeah. were brilliant. And I just thought it's probably been so much better that I've watched it in yeah. the format that they've shot it in. Totally agree. Because right, Enfield's got an IMAX. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not tiny. It's pretty yeah. it's massive actually. I think it's, it's the same no... ratio. I just don't think it's yeah. the same size as. 
But I make I like won't watch a film such a yeah. snob. I won't watch a film less IMAX. But yeah, yeah, I don't because no. Enfield. I don't think anyone knows about it. Yeah, it's a shithole up there. Yeah. So you like I watched Mad Max in there two weeks after it came oh, out, yeah, and yeah. I was like one of twelve people in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of the middle. Yeah. It was, it was one of the best film experiences yeah. I had because one, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't have any concept of what was going to happen. Yeah. I'd, I'd only watched one trailer. Yeah, I, I just got told got everyone was like, class of you, the trailers, did it? You have to watch this film. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And people were banging on about it so yeah. much. I was like, all right. It was um, Th- that element of surprise. I watched it uh, on the Sunday of my stag do with Chris. Uh, so we'd been drinking for maybe three days, I think, at this point. Lads. I was <laughs> And I didn't, you know, when you just like, you've got the blues so badly from drinking. Yeah. Right, so after three days of drinking, the blues are really bad. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Like, I just want to have, I just want to be in a nice environment and cuddled up with like, <laughs> cotton and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and Chris was like, we should go and watch the film. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go and watch the film. So we picked Mad Max. I don't know why we picked Mad Max. I kind of need to go back and watch it sober. Yeah. Because the images I've got in my head are terrifying. Yeah. Like the main dude with the mask. Yeah. yeah. I was sat in the middle of the cinema. Chris on my right and I was just turning to him going I want to go home yeah he's making me feel ill yeah. you know his pussy boils and everything oh god yeah I think there was so much about that film where they're like milking these fat women for milk and yeah. you're like it's so just slightly off centre you're like yeah. that's that's rank it's, yeah it's weird <laughs> and also because because I was still having like blurry vision and not really knowing where I was I did feel like the edge of the frame, like I was in the film at certain times. Ah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's such a terrifying film to be in Yeah, when you're that hungover. It's also it's just... relentlessly overwhelming, that yeah. film. Everything, it plays around with speed and yeah. time and like things are flying at you. It's and it, like absolutely bonkers. I, uh, one of the things I read about that film was that they, um, they basically tried to get every piece of action in the centre of the frame the whole time because of the amount of quick edits that were going on. Instead of your eyes looking around the frame to find the next interesting yeah. thing on the pit on the uh in the picture everything's in the center of frame so you are literally just getting hammered for like two hours yeah it is just images and you're just like this is fucked up one of my friends great. who will remain nameless so people don't hate him yeah was uh i didn't i didn't get it i didn't, I didn't care about anyone i didn't i didn't like it and oh, i was right. like you mother do you no. not talk to him anymore uh, uh, begrudgingly yeah. we don't talk about this it's a topic we don't discuss because yeah, we yeah. agree to disagree yeah. but uh <laughs> i went right i had to stay at his house while our house is being done up and he yeah. he's got itunes with everything on yeah and it's got all the makings of it. Oh, okay. So for a week or, yeah, I was there for a week. Yeah. I didn't watch any telly. I just watched makings of. Yeah, yeah. And this is why I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. Is because I find the making of stuff almost more interesting yes. than the actual yeah, yeah, film. Yeah. Because I guess part of me wants to know that it was really fucking hard yeah. to do it. Like, yeah. it makes it so much more interesting because yeah. you're like, how do they do it? Like, yeah. I actually don't understand how they do it. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember when Lord of the Rings came out, the... Mm. I mean, you could buy a box set of the making of on its I own. I did, yeah, it's stupid. three hours, like, it's yeah. so good. And I would sit there and watch it, and my mum would come in and just be like, you're still watching that DVD? I'm like, yeah, it's really good. And yeah. she was like, oh, Coronation Street's on, I'm on it. I'd be like, well, there's a TV in the back room, go and watch it there. Mum, they made an orc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sodger Coronation 10, Street. 10,000 of them. Yeah. And like, you know, they'll come over and take over Manchester if you're not careful. And they? the thing I love about that is like, a <laughs> that would be amazing, <laughs> just hacking their way through Coronation <laughs> Street. Because I actually watched Lord of the Rings again last night, because you yeah. know when... Uh, me and my wife were like, what film should we watch? Yeah. I'm going to go and change nap, baby's nappy. You choose a film. And yeah. 20 minutes later, I'm still choosing the film. Yeah, yeah. Like, she won't want to watch that. She won't want to watch yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, God. So we ended up on Lord of the Rings. It's yeah. like, it was almost like a, a veto, but neither of us could disagree with this yeah. choice. It's so good. Yeah. But I think like a rags to riches story because of Peter Jackson building up basically Weta Digital, yeah. the sound, the special effects, yeah. the whole movie industry. Yeah, yeah. He just... He kind of owns most of it. It's yeah. amazing. Well, the um, I know when they were making The Hobbit, uh, so instead of, because it was all in 3D, so with a 3D camera rig, you've got two cameras built in, mm. uh, and instead of going over and changing the lenses on each camera rig, so you'd have like two lenses, say it's like a, I don't know, 50 millimeter focal length, uh, instead of going over and changing those lenses for a tighter shot or a wider shot, he just made rigs where every rig is a set lens. So he had like, like 20 camera rigs or something, which is like 40 cameras or something crazy. But he just bought them outright and was like, well, I'm going to make you loads of money and make, you know, loads of films out of this. And he hires them all out all the whole time. And it's just like, so instead of having that faff, yeah. you just, I mean, it's a faff to change the camera. But yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> it's probably worse actually. But yeah, he just bought in a new camera. Like, you know, oh, here's the 50 mil camera. Here's the 24 mil camera. And you're just like, wow. Switch around, switch yeah. around. I can't remember which film it was. Maybe Lord of the Rings or maybe King Kong. He was using virtual environments. Yeah. And he was 
they would film the action and he would like just move a camera around yeah. and it would it would in the in the TV screens he would be able to see yeah just this live set and yeah, it was yeah. like photorealistic and I was like man technology's got it's, so it's, good yeah that was the whole avatar thing as well with James Cameron he would just be walking around with like a screen yeah. and he'd get the actors to go off and but act, hasn't he just then... kind of developed these cameras himself as well doesn't he yeah, like own a patent so. for the cameras yeah. and he's just like I mean, isn't he going to do four now? Oh, God, I don't know why. Just do one more. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Like, it's Pocahontas in space. We know the story. Yeah. All went horribly wrong. Everyone died. Everyone's happy at the end. Yeah. Wow me with stuff. Yeah, yeah. But do you watch the makings of now and you think, Jesus, mine was challenging. Uh, How the hell did they do that? Yeah. Mind-blowing. Like, sometimes. I mean, I guess from, like, working in the industry anyway, like, I've seen firsthand a lot of how we do things mm. um and anything that i kind of haven't done but i I'll, i kind of know how it's done anyway now by yeah. watching stuff i mean it will probably go ahead of what i know anyway soon but um yeah so sitting there and just watching stuff i, I used to try and really try and sit and work it all out because i was so keen and eager mm. the whole time and now i kind of if I'm not enjoying a film, I'll just sit there and be like, that guy's eyes are out of focus. It's really bad. <laughs> but I watched, I watched a, uh, a music video last week uh, and this guy's just singing along and all of a sudden, like, he's just completely out of focus and there's no reason for it at all. And I was like, that's just really bad. Come on. <laughs> like, you've got one job. Just do it. Just do your job. Do you feel it ruins as many films now as, as like, the ones that are bad are unwatchable because you know exactly what's going wrong and the good ones are yeah. almost poetically amazing because yeah. you're like, I think oh, a, a thank good, you, someone's yeah, done it exactly, properly. Exactly, yeah. I think a good film story's got to be distracting enough from the technical aspect for me. Like, I, uh, one thing I'm quite keen to keep trying to do is, you know, you, you can do something technically amazing, but your story ultimately has to be very good. Mm. Um, uh, I, I kind of think, you know, it could be shot really badly, but if the story's good, you can watch it. And yeah. I've seen stuff where it's been shot badly <clears throat> and then the sequel comes out and they've got loads of money and they shoot it amazingly yeah. and you think, well, you've actually now lost that touch that you had. Yeah. But the stories are good. Um, and I think with that, yeah, then that will distract me from any technical stuff that's going wrong. But yeah, the moment I'm watching something and I'm just like, man, you can see he was in a studio being CGI'd into that explosion outside that building. Outside. Yeah. Like, it's just bad. Like, I have like a, a total hatred of uh, uh, f- special effects where the camera does a move that it would be impossible, unless it's a flying one, like a Lord yeah, yeah. a Sweepy one. But yeah. uh, I just find it just takes you away from the action completely. So if you think yeah. of like your Mad Maxes, your Matrix, yeah. all the kind of classic ones, which were hardwired camera moves. Yeah, yeah made amazing the special yeah. effects that's incredible yeah. because almost like when things fly out of frame and aren't quite centered properly yeah that makes it seem so much more real than no, i think so yeah it being like perfectly yeah i quite enjoy it when you know someone gets out of the water and it splashes and there's a bit of splash on the lens yeah and they haven't removed it or they haven't done the shot again because there's splash on the lens basically think of the revenant when you say that yeah <laughs> kind of <laughs> did you watch that yeah um i thought it was really good i did have to um pop out and get a drink halfway through and then came back in um, and the same scene that I'd left on was still carrying on. Yeah, probably the same shot as well. Yeah, yeah. I think may have been, I didn't think I missed anything. Yeah. But um, no, I thought, I mean, like technically I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I didn't think the story was bad. I thought it was an all right story. Uh, I quite liked the way how when some of the Native Americans were speaking, their voices were out of sync because there was that. that kind of ethereal, like really? almost like uh, angelic thing to them. Um, yeah, if you see it again, like when he's when he's chatting to some of them, I don't uh, think I could sit through it again. It no, was it was, just, quite it, was pr- it was well, it wasn't even that. It was just it was just like, did you watch Gravity? The, the same thing, just everything yeah. goes wrong over and over again. Yeah, like, yeah. Just when you think it can't get any worse, yeah, he falls off a cliff and also, has to wedge himself in Gravity. The horse. <laughs> someone someone has said to me at Gravity that like, oh my god, wait till you see the end. I can't believe it. And uh, like for anyone who hasn't seen the end of it. Uh, I'm going to ruin it for you now. I won't. <laughs> Do it. But um, Do it. It's my podcast. Okay. Ruin it. So go and watch it. Pause it and go watch Gravity. The the thing, the, yeah, so everyone was saying to me like, oh my God, I can't believe at the end of Gravity that amazing thing happened or that 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 thing, that spectacular thing happened. And it got to the end of Gravity and so she lands back on Earth yeah. and then gets out of a lake that she's landed in and walks off. Uh, but almost drowns. That was it. It's oh like yeah, just but almost drowns. <sighs> but I was thinking... From the from what people were saying to me, yeah. that, that, I don't know, they've been attacked by aliens or that like her 
countries just disappeared because of explosions or or George Clooney's there with an espresso going, hey man, like, yeah. you took ages. Like, so you're sat in the cinema after the credits have rolled going, no, no, I'm waiting for the awesome yeah. thing to happen. Is it going to happen at the end of the credits? Waiting. Like, what's going on? I just, like it was, yeah, technically it was really good and stuff, yeah. but just when, uh, that's the thing I hate as well when people tell you things about films before you go in and watch them. Yeah. Like some films I don't care like and some TV shows I'm literally like, I don't care, but recently just finished House of Cards. And if anyone had told me a snippet of what happened, I blasted yeah. it from Friday to Monday when it came out. And I worked on the Saturday and Sunday. I don't know how I fitted in 13 hours of like TV watching. Nice. But if anyone had said the single thing, I think it would have just lashed out and killed them. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, The only thing I don't like about Game of Thrones, I just find it, it's probably quite realistic and I find it relentlessly depressing. Yeah, you yeah. know, just everyone's total bastards. Yeah, yeah. Just total bastards. Yes. Like, but like... They, that is that posh person facade where it's like yeah. how passively aggressively menacing can you be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like just a look you're like oh so anyway we'll stop geeking <laughs> out about films yeah. and go back so I want to know just from my own point of view again more about you is that um, so you want to yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> seven and a half at tall uh, but like how do you so you want to be a director yes your parents like yeah but have a have a backup just in case you can't be a oh director. my mum massively yeah like become an electrician or yeah, yeah. or something she yeah. um, she was always like oh she's better now than she used to be yeah now you've produced work but she's still kind of it's just my mum's way she kind of always like oh have you got you know because I'm like being a freelance uh, you sometimes don't know what you're doing the next week or not yeah. and like which is fine after like ten years I'm fine with it like I know I'll be able to get some work and it's all cool. And my mum will call up the weekend. She's like, so have you got any work tomorrow? And I'm like, no, 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 day off on Monday. Okay. And what about the rest of the week? Something coming in? No idea. <laughs> oh, right. And you see that disappointment. Yeah, it's like, no, mum, I'll get a call tomorrow. It'll be fine. Or like, I'll, I'll get something for the end of the week. I'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> but I, even when I started out, um, I think it was my mum. It was either my mum or one of my aunties said to me, why don't you go to Pinewood and ask them if they've got a job they can give you? And I was like, what? Like insecurity or like yeah. manning the gate? Yeah. Like I can't just turn up at Pinewood Studios and be like, can I just have a camera job, please? And they're like, no, you have to kind of go and work with the crews. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. I'm being director then. Yeah, my mum said I could come in. <laughs> <laughs> my mum said ring you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, because I remember someone said, um, uh, they were talking about Andy Murray and they were yeah. like, he just one day, he just. Like when he was eight, he yeah. just said, I'm going to be the best tennis player in the world. Yeah. And that was, that's the difference between you and him yeah. is that he believes he's the His best. His mum was a tennis coach, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of. So that helps. Yeah. But it was just that, uh, but the <laughs> idea. Like Daniel of, Radcliffe and his mum. Like, yeah. that's how he got that job. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. There was a little bit of. Oh, my God. Yeah. She must be good. He was probably right. just you like, owe me. I want to be an actor. And she's like, you will be the best actor in the world. You owe me big. <laughs> yeah. He's like a bajillionaire now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. And a lovely guy as well yeah, from all accounts but which is probably more annoying I don't want to like him in films I don't yeah. know why yeah, yeah. and then I watch Horns and I was like he's actually really good in that he's film. good I've not seen that yeah. because he's got an amazing American accent which yeah. is like one of my real hatreds is when you watch bad American accents yeah, yeah. like I can't watch House because Hugh Laurie doing an American, an American accent yeah, like, oh, yeah. did one. you watch Night Manager Any no kind of... I keep being told it's amazing it, it was really really good but um... by my mum I know. Yeah. I recommend oh, stuff for my mum. My mum keeps telling me to watch the old House of Cards. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. Oh, I was around when I was younger. You should go watch it. I mean, she's done. She's only in her fifties, not her eighties, but yeah. in four point three and in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, with Hugh Laurie and that, I kind of he was just always borderline. Seemed like there was an American twang to his mm. accent. I wasn't quite sure where he was from, and I thought you can't let go of House. Like, yeah, just be Hugh Laurie. Sharp. And yeah. I did actually hear a podcast with uh, Gary Oldman, and yeah, that's yeah. the first time I ever heard his actual voice before. Wow! Like he's just like a Cockney. Yeah, yeah. Or sounds actually sounds like David Bowie. He sounds exactly yeah. Like or David. Christian Bale. Yeah. Like, instead of him doing this all the time, he's like, "You're right, mate. How's it going, Christian yeah. Bale?" And you just like, "Right." But I've okay. actually heard him in interviews talking random accents as yeah. well. He's like, well, "Whichever film I'm on, I'm like, it just do you gets... even know who you are?" Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're going back. We're going back. So, um, yeah. so, so you just. What were you doing on the side of directing? So obviously between... So you decide you want to be a director, but you're like, shit, I need to fill my day with something. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I mean, I've been working as a camera assistant for a good couple of years now. I started off as as a runner, then... Was that your first job then out of uni? uh, Yeah, so what did I do? Well, I did a bit of... I came and worked for like some catering company in London uh, because... What, as in film catering? No. Just literally straight up I mean, film catering would be even worse, I think. Yeah. Because you're stuck in like this little trailer thing, just dishing out food to everyone going... Fish and shit Friday, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I worked for some swanky catering company when I first came up to London. Like going to swanky dudes with swanky people. I hated it. It was just lots of swanky people. <laughs> Did you talk to people going, I'm actually going to be a film director. This is just a stopgap. And they were yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. interesting. I'm yeah, going to yeah. be an actor. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. There were, there were quite a lot of, yeah, you find that there's a lot of people who are starting off in the industry as well. There were a lot of actors and other runners and yeah. producers or, you know, um, air quotation marks. But um, yeah, uh, I did that for a bit and then I really hated it. And I was like, mm. I just got to get going with like working in film and TV. I just want to do it. Uh, and then landed working commercials for I think like two and a half years doing that which was really dull as a runner as a runner again yeah. so, wow ignore that that's noise that's the, not in the uh, podcast that's just my oh, email right. thing going on so <laughs> so what so you just literally I want to work at imagine you're an 18 year old listening oh. to this podcast how did you get how like, did I do it yeah, well yeah. basically I just went and said hi to someone they gave me a job no uh so there's loads and loads of production companies around the country there's probably too many as you got all your high end ones that make you big films and yeah. your TV stuff, then you got your corporate ones. Which... Was that like? Did you go? I'm gonna, I, I want to work at Universal. Or, or, I don't know, whatever the London version. Sort of, of yeah, yeah. Uh, I basically just um, I got a list of all the production companies and I just went door knocking with a CV and just went and gave out loads of CVs and then uh, I might get a job off the back of that and then after that you update your CV and you go and do it again. What did you write on as the job you wanted? Do you like director and nothing else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the next Spielberg, please. Um, <laughs> no, I just a put 10 million on. budget movie yeah. just as a first off. Nothing yeah. less. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I can handle the stress and pressure of that and turn it around and triple it. Um, yeah, no, I just put runner on that and then um, and then just, yeah, just started going on shoots, making teas and coffees for people, doing all the menial work, which, I mean, it's, it's tough being a runner. And I've always had a lot of respect f- for people who do want to be runners first and mm. not try and come at a, at a different angle. There's like, you do meet a lot of people who kind of try and get in at a higher level straight away without any of the experience. And I think being a runner, it's like, like with most jobs, you're at the bottom and you're seeing how every department works and you yeah. have to help every department. And you know, you're going to get bollocked if you're not there helping the art department when you've been helping the camera department or yeah. do you know, like you're going to get in trouble, whatever you do as a runner sometimes, uh, which in a way is good. You're kind of thrown in the deep end. Yeah. And then from that, I was like, right, I did a bit of work as an assistant director uh, on some short films and then a really horrible low-budget film, which uh, uh, I think is on my IMDb. Like, <laughs> you'll see it. Uh, it had some like really big American names in it, but it was just all a bit uh, underhand with the payments and stuff. Oh, that's shitty. Uh, so so <laughs> when they were like, you're going to be an assistant director, you were like, yeah. I've made it. Or is that the first, not the first time you touched a camera or are you like, hang on, I've, I've done the... Yeah, sort of. I um, Because it was like a low-budget film and I was still kind of starry-eyed about everything, mm. I went down to Cornwall to go and work on this thing and I thought, oh, like, I think it was like 25, 26 and I was like, I must be like the youngest assistant director I know. And the assistant directors are basically, it's no way as glamorous as it sounds. You're not like the director goes, oh, I'm going to go and have lunch. Do you want to do these shots? Assist me. It, yeah. It's basically, <coughs> you're the gap between the production company and what's going on on set. You're running the set. You're in charge of the schedule. You're, you're the one shouting at everyone like, we need to be quicker. We're 20 minutes late. We're doing, you know, la, la, la. Uh, and then you've got three grades of it. You've got the first assistant director who's on set doing all that shouting. Mm. Second assistant director is in the back uh, looking after the actors, getting them ready, ready to be on set. And then you've got the third assistant director on set, which is basically like a glamorized runner. Yeah, uh, who then looks after the runners and be like, "Oh, you all need to go make more teas and coffees and be quicker at it." And it's like, "Well," <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did that, and I, it was a great crew on that shoot, uh, but I really hated that job. And then when I came back out to London, I was like, "Right, I'll get back into running for a bit," and then I wanted to get into being in the camera department. Yeah. Uh, so as a runner, you're not, you're not a. You don't touch a camera as a runner at no, any point. God, no. So then how, yeah, how well, do they, yeah. they, they don't just go, oh, do you know what? We're short of a director. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this runner to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. surely you're just, I don't understand the, how do so you how step do you get, up? Yeah, it, like, yeah, like surely know. you're no different than a security guard <laughs> in terms of you're, you're a function. You do yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's great for you. Yeah. But for them, they're like, they're not looking down you going, yeah. this kid's showing real balls. Let's just, yeah, yeah. Let's get, do they give you a chance or are you like, I want to be a director, let um, me do a really short film or something? No, yeah. not really. Again, it's, I like it's literally... one of those... So with every department that you've got, there's like a hierarchy to it all. Mm. So in the camera department, you've got the cinematographer or the director of photography, uh, and then he might have a camera operator, so he might not even operate the cameras. And then you've got a focus puller underneath him, clapper loader, 
which loads the camera, does all the clapboards, looks after all the gear. Uh, they're kind of like the central hub of the camera department. They keep everything organized. And, and then you've got your trainee who's training up to be in that position. Um, but with the director, you're kind of, you're the director. Like there's no yeah. hierarchy leading up to it. Uh, yeah, it just, you just kind of magically appear out of somewhere. So... Like a unicorn, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I think it's one of those jobs where uh, you have to get a production company or a producer uh, to be ballsy enough to put you forward in for a, a film or a TV mm. show or a commercial and be like, "Look, this guy makes good work, so let's get him to do the next one." Yeah. And so it's that's why I'm creating these short films at the moment is because I need to have the work behind me to then go around and just be like look guys I, I did this do you like it oh it's nice yeah cool oh, can I come and do your next House of Cards season 5 please yeah yeah just a small 20 million <laughs> just, just, yeah yeah that'll be fine. fine yeah yeah well how do you feel if I uh, I'm gonna go to the toilet now yeah and we're gonna Agreed. turn this into a two-parter how nice. does that feel yeah yeah I've not done one before no that's cool so this will go out to tomorrow morning and then cool. the next one will go out on Friday yeah yeah no that sounds cool I've not done one yeah okay, okay cool There you go. That was the part one of episode 20 with Will Nash. Uh, I'm literally not going to say any more, more than this other than I was busting for a pee and also quite fancied a beer. So uh, listen to part two because uh, we go into uh, uh, way more background information about what you actually do in the film industry, uh, what each member does, and then also how the hell you keep momentum up and how you uh, stay enthusiastic for films and how important wives are wives are there you go bye